as I've been promising you all morning, it's time once again to throw it over to James Ross, who's going to chat a little bit more with the wonderful Paul Carrick. Thanks, Phil. And yes, all this week, we've welcomed the man with the golden voice, Paul Carrick, frontman for some of those great Mike and the Mechanics hits, is picking the music of my life. Looking back over my shoulder. Do you remember his first hit, Ace and How Long, from 1975? He played with Roxy Music. And what about his time with Squeeze? Not forgetting his solo hits. All this week after 11. Please join me, Paul Carrick, on Music of My Life on Morning Brew, right here on RTHK Radio 3. Well, yesterday on Music of My Life, Paul Carrick picked out Ray Charles' What I'd Say and The Temptations' My Girl. But what are his choices going to be today? Well, here's the first one. Soul Man. Well, my guest on Music of My Life is singer-songwriter, composer and musician Paul Carrick. Uh, once dubbed the man with the golden voice, uh, Paul's had great success over the years as a member of some of those big-name bands like Roxy Music, Mike and the Mechanics, Squeeze, and the one that uh, first brought him to prominence in 1975, Ace, he wrote and sang their global hit, How Long. Well, Paul also sang lead vocals on Squeeze's hit, Tempted, and Silent Running and Over My Shoulder, big hits for Mike and the Mechanics not to mention his own solo hits and songwriting for bands like The Eagles he also wrote for Diana Ross Tom Jones amongst many others he's played on stage or on record with so many through the years everyone from Roger Waters to Eric Clapton Elton John The Smiths The Pretenders Paul Carrick um, joins me again Paul that's a great song from Sam and Dave isn't it Soul Man Uh, what's the thinking behind that why did you pick that one out one of the reasons I picked this song particularly was because I actually got to meet Sam Moore of Sam and Dave. Must be about 10 years ago, I guess. And he told, he'd heard my records and um, he told me he, he really liked them and, and everything. And um, I was really knocked out about that. I went down to see him perform. He got me up stage, on stage to uh, perform. And um, I wrote a song which was very influenced by that kind of duet singing and the stomping uh, beat and um, 
I thought, I wonder if Sam would like to join me on this. So um, I sent it over to him and um, he loved it. And so he recorded his part in America and sent it back to me. It's called Love's Thicker Than Water. It's a song I co-wrote with Chris Difford and uh, it's on an album called I Know That Name. So I actually got to sing with one of my all-time heroes. So that was a real feather in my cap. Influences are definitely in uh, in that soul arena. We we heard previously Ray Charles and uh, the Temptations and so on. And uh, this seems to be a particular passion of yours. This particular genre. It is. It most definitely is. And um, and people kind of ask you why? Why is that? You're from uh, a working class Northern English guy. Why do you sing in that kind of style? But I'm not a musical analyst, so I don't. I don't even think about it. I'm. I'm not trying to uh, think why or wherefore. I just want to enjoy it. So, uh, but there's no doubt that um, those guys, all those great singers, all influenced me. Goes without saying, really. All my favourites: uh, Marvin Gaye. I didn't even choose a Marvin song, but I should have done. Marvin Gaye, Levon. All the greats. Now, in terms of your um, career, we've talked quite a bit about um, Roxy Music uh, previously and uh, and Squeeze. And we're into the 80s, I guess, the early 80s, early to mid 80s. And we're heading towards the era where you you got involved with Mike and the Mechanics, Mike Rutherford's uh, band. Mike R- Rutherford, of course, of, of Genesis. How did that come about? So, Because that was that was a big part of your the next section of your career. Yes, well, in the, in the early... 80s we had a band with uh, myself and nick lowe an artist called nick lowe mm. you familiar with uh, nick's yes. work i love the sound Fantastic. of breaking glass and some of those Indeed. songs he had hits cruel to me. be kind yes yeah peace love and understanding mm. Mm. and um well we were really totally swimming against the tide because nick uh, was really a stickler for sticking to his guns he wasn't a fan of the sort of 80s uh, synth type pop he was very much just kind of rootsy, rockabilly, rock and roll, low-tech, rough-sounding thing. And consequently, we couldn't get arrested on the radio. You know, we, mm. it just wasn't what people were wanting at that time. And anyway, we had a lot of fun, though. i got to say that. We toured all over the world. and We did a lot of tours of America, often opening up for some big acts in the arenas and stuff. Oh, I can't. 
kind of ran its course and uh, we all decided it had basically had its day. Coincidentally, out of the blue, I um, got a call from Mike Rutherford. Mike was the guitar player, or still is the guitar player, in Genesis, who at that time were probably the biggest band in the world. And of course, Phil Collins's career had gone through the gone through the roof. Yeah, but and, Peter Gabriel um, had just left, right? And um, yeah, that's right. Phil, Phil had taken over as as the vocalist, and they were going from strength to strength. And and of course, as I said, um, Phil's career had taken off also, which left. Mike with a bit of time on his hands and um, he decided he wanted to make an album himself but he didn't particularly want to sing I think my name cropped up from a songwriter called B.A. Robertson oh yes who was <laughs> B.A. Right- Robertson wow <laughs> well you're going to be probably more surprised when you find that he was you know instigated Mike and the Mechanics because he was writing songs with Mike really he wrote, he wrote the words to Silent Running you must know that he wrote the Living Years. I actually didn't know that, but because uh, because I mean, did you know that I sang it? <laughs> I did know. I know that you <laughs> sang it absolutely. But I think of B. O. Robertson as of some of his hits in the, I guess, the late late seventies or very early eighties, like Bang Bang and Knocked It yeah. Off, and some of those hits that he had, and that's that's where he yeah. sits in my memory. But uh, yes. I didn't realise he was uh, in part of uh, Mike and the Mechanics, really, as well. Yeah, well, on the songwriting, he was, yeah, mm. for sure. And um, I had done a favour for. Um, for B.A. because he, he'd written a song he wanted to pitch for a film. And I'd never met him, but he was talking about this song with his co-writer and he said, you know, we should get that guy who sang How Long. His voice would fit on this. Okay. And he called me up and said, do you, would you do this for us? You know, I said, OK. And it just shows you, you know, you should never say no. Sure. Because you just don't know what's going to come of it. And so I was just doing him a favour. And um, he loved what I did. And he said, um, oh, by the way, I'm writing songs with Mike Rutherford from Genesis. He's Mm. making an album. Mm. Maybe you could sing on a couple of them. And I said, "Uh, sure, yeah, let me know. And um, so I I went down to their recording studio. The first song they gave me to try out on was this thing. And they said, the only thing we have is, can you hear me? Can you hear me running? Just go in there and, and blues away, you know. And um, that's that was Mike's phrase. Just a three chord thing, three chords for seven minutes or something. And so I just went in there and can you hear me? Can you hear me running? And BA said, "Oh, well, that's that's great. Let's give us something to go on." So I'll go and uh, he went and wrote the the lyrics, which um, because the film was used in a kind of science fiction movie called On Dangerous Ground. So the lyric is a bit. <laughs> Of quite unusual, you know. Take the children and yourself, hide out in the cellar. It's a, a pop, apocalyptic. Apocalyptic. I can't say it either. <laughs> no, I think we just invented a word actually. A pop, apocalyptic. And um, on paper, the words look very strange to me when I come down to when I came down to re-record the uh, the real thing. But uh, yeah. it, it worked out well.
so I sang several songs on that first Mike of the Mechanics album, and um, I thought, well, that's that's that. But it wasn't until several months later when they released the the album that um, it was released. Uh, Silent Running was the first uh, single. And um, it, I think it went to like number one in the airplay charts, and um, everybody got excited. It was top ten on the Billboard Hot 100 in the US as well, was it? wasn't it? Yeah, uh, yeah, it did very well. So it it kind of was a, a, a pleasant surprise, and as I say, it was a, a, a quite a change from the low tech. Uh, rock and roll stuff I had been doing immediately prior to that, and to be in that setting, I um, I thought my voice worked uh, really well, and um, that initial success meant that Mike was able to assemble what what was really a studio band into a viable touring unit that we uh, took on the road and toured in America, and um, you know it's the beginning of quite a successful run actually. There was a string of hits from Mike and the Mechanics, and. Uh in terms of some of the other ones that uh, you were involved with, um, we mentioned The Living Years, we, and also Over My Shoulder, I think that's one of yeah. yours. Yes, it is a song. I, I co-wrote that with Mike, actually, yes. What's the story behind that? Do you remember? The story is, I, I, originally, I, I, I'd come into the band as a, as a, a, a vocalist, but, uh, you know, I did mention to Mike that I do write songs as well, and uh, so it, it was one of the first songs we wrote together. I went down to his house... We started to jam a few little ideas, and he said, "Well, I got this thing." And he played the chords of the um, of the song. I'll get a guitar and show you. Yeah, please. Oh, it's lovely and out of tune. <laughs> no worries. Hang on. Yeah, no worries. So Mike said, well, I've got this little thing. And he started the drum box going. And he said, I've got these chords. Sorry about the out-of-tune guitar. And um, so, and then he, he, he just put on a cassette machine mm. and I jammed away, just vocalising, riff, riffing away for the length of a cassette, which was probably about 20 minutes. And uh, I tried some things early on. And I thought, no, I don't think Mike's going to like this. It's, it's too poppy for him. So I'm, I, I moved around. I tried all kinds of things. The tape ran out, and he said to me, you know, there was something you were doing at the very beginning there. And we run the tape back, and I'm more or less going, looking back over my shoulder, I can see... Don't ask me why. Uh, those kind of words popped into my head, and the, and the whole shape of the verse was there. And uh, we said, oh, that, actually, yeah, that's not bad. And uh, he said, well, there's another bit. I've got some more chords for another bit. And he played the, you know, the, everybody told me you were leaving. And um, uh, so it's very simple little nursery rhyme type song. I, I like it, actually. It was, uh, some of the early mechanic stuff was a little, I'm not going to say pretentious, but it was um, ambitious. And that song was pretty basic and fun and simple. And I think that's kind of why it struck home. Can you give us the start of it again with the out-of-tune guitar? Let me tune it up a little bit. Go on, then. Thank you. 
it's still out of tune, but anyway, so it's something like this. And I just started singing for some reason <laughs> or other. <laughs> Looking back over my shoulder. Looking back over my shoulder. your second tune today which is from another uh, great voice a guy with a very deep gravelly voice who uh, sadly passed on a couple of a uh, couple of years ago i guess now um that's right what what's the, what's the song the, the guy you're talking about was one of my early heroes and in fact i lived about two streets away from him oh in sheffield oh yes he did come from sheffield absolutely that's I, right i'd forgotten so that. he was a little bit older a little mm. bit older mm. than me, and back then, you know, a few years made a lot of difference. So we knew he was a bit of a crazy guy, a lovely guy, much loved in Sheffield, and one of the great singers. He was playing in Sheffield in pubs every night of the week, and when I first saw him, I couldn't believe it. You know, I thought, wow. It was my first kind of uh, the old uh, hairs on the back of the neck thing. So this guy was very popular in Sheffield. He was very influenced by Ray Charles, and I think he quite uh, willingly acknowledged that. Certainly Ray Charles did. <laughs> he said, that guy must have slept with my records. <laughs> so this guy had made a few attempts, and he, he was kind of ugly and unkempt and rough and un an unlikely subject for a pop star, but somehow or other he made a breakthrough. But... He made this record, which was just undeniable. And um, it's such an incredible record. And it still sounds fantastic today. It broke him all around the world. He took Woodstock by storm. When I first heard this record coming on the radio, I, was, I, I think I was having my Weetabix before I went to school. And, uh, I, you know, it stopped me in my tracks. This, <laughs> this is Little Help From My Friends by Joe Cocker. What would you do if I sang out of tune? Would you stand up and walk out on me? Lend me your ears and I'll sing you a song. I will try not to sing out of key. Oh, baby, how I'm gonna get high. Oh, 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 yeah. 
is Joe Cocker here on Morning Brew with a little help from my friends. That's the second music choice today from Paul Carrick of Ace Squeeze and Mike and the Mechanics. As we heard, it's brilliant he got his guitar out. Anyway, Paul's picking out his favourites all this week on Morning Brew. He's back with James after 11 tomorrow for more music of my life.